Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and I am, I am an officer of massacre, if you spell it incorrectly. <laughs> I'm making a lot of supreme slashes and cutting everything rapidly, or cutting rapidly everything. Oh, that works, too. I'm cutting every rapidly everything. There we go. There you go. Spelled correctly. Anyway, yes. Up at the lake, we have this shrub that has become six feet tall and eight feet wide. And it's just unsightly. It was unsightly. <laughs> Let me say it truck? was unsightly. <laughs> I pulled out the power tools i tried for well first i tried the clippers not the power tools just like the hand powered clip 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 and could not get it trimmed so then i pulled out the electric hedge trimmers and got like just little bits and pieces of it off and then i just went full-on chainsaw texas massacre and <laughs> nice took it right down to the ground it was lovely in bits and pieces but but it's gone now it's just a stump and it's an unsightly extra. stump but it's it's so much nicer than what it was <laughs> <laughs> i went tim taylor on it is that who that is tim taylor tool time tim R i don't know i never R watched yes. that show yeah yes, that was that R R R guy mm -hmm. yes it was lovely i have to say using a electric chainsaw is kind of fun like <laughs> anyway there was cedar flying all it. over the place yeah, i know i know <laughs> anyway that's me mr massacre very nice very nice well i um am the uh, uh how, how should we say the um Chief uh, Postal Officer of Mail Drop. <laughs> That's right, Mail Drop. I um, that is because my acronym is lacking definition. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, in fact, there there is more to it, but I thought I had it memorized. Um, <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, sometimes things don't synchronize as quickly as they should. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, No worries. Folks. My acronym is lacking definition, readiness, or preparation. Mail oh, see, draw. that's much better than what I was going to have. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to fit an acronym into lazy, and I could not. <laughs> but then it's Massacre good. came to me, so it was all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the Z words. It's the Z yes. words. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Challenging, shall they? Shall we say? Yep. And Al, you're yep. here. I am here. I am Al. Those those two things are true. Uh -huh. And this week I was an unfortunate uh, subject of. Uh, sorry, unfortunate subject who was acted against by the agents of Drenched. Damn rain, <laughs> everything nearly covered. Hell, underwear's dripping. 
<laughs> I was at work today, and I was outside helping a customer, and unfortunately, we got a monsoon-type rain, which happened to last where I was for, you know, about four hours. And I was outside for about a good 15, 20 minutes of it. So when I got back into my office, I had to spend a few minutes just letting myself drip before I could even sit. <laughs> and that was like at 2 o'clock. So it was nice to spend the last, like, four hours dripping with clothes, hearing the wish as I walked. Yeah, oh, man. That was pleasant. Yeah, that's not so a fun feeling. pleasant. <laughs> not a fun feeling at all. And I... Sure, your office doesn't have like a a nude policy or. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. I mean, there probably is a policy, and it's probably like you can't be nude, but it's probably like, don't do that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a very specific policy. <laughs> Keep your clothes on. Mm, that's too it's bad. called stay dressed, dumbass. <laughs> and that's well, all we're gonna say on. Know online on you know where people can hear yes totally 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 all right well we are taking a break from legion because we've reached the end of a storyline and we're gonna fit the next lobo miniseries in which is lobo infanticide it is by keith giffen it's by alan grant and that's it i mean there are colorists there are letterers there are editors but those are the two main dudes we are getting giffen art all over this thing and it's it's wild giffen art it's like it is it's like a cross between his five years later style and his trencher style that's exactly I what i was thinking of when i was trying ah. to think of a way to describe it it's mm. like the midpoint between the two of them yeah it's still visually understandable <laughs> but it's got lots of flourishes to it and i have to say now when i was reading these back when they came out this is actually this issue is where i stopped i kind of it lost me with their art when i was like was this 92 so really 85 95 <laughs> i was like seven, 16 17 when this came out so mm. this is 92 and i'm 16 17 i'm looking for you know X-Force! And <laughs> yeah, that, kind yeah. Of bull, that kind of bullshit. But I'm looking at this now going, holy crap, I love this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite. Uh, I'm like, how could I not love this? Like, what was wrong with me? Because I'm looking at this going, oh my god. Yeah. It's really expressive. It's one of my favorite Giffins. Yeah, and this is he's great. had plus lots. The, <laughs> yeah, plus he's the page numbering. I know it's cool. Each little page gets its own little number, its own little in number a different style. style. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't just do one or two. He does every single one. Like I love when they actually commit fully. Like, no, I'm yeah. going to do this on every damn page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. All right, so Lobo Infanticide. We've got the cover, which is by Giffen, and it shows Lobo. Uh, facing off against a tiny little baby. Say your prayers, queep. <laughs> and they're both decked out with lots and lots of guns. The baby also has his pacifier and bottle. <laughs> yeah. And a safety <laughs> pin holding his belt on. <laughs> and a safety pin holding his belt on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the rest of the creative team, let's see, plot and art are by Sleazy Giffen, dialogue is Greasy Grant, colors 
Easy Kinzierski. Letters are Cheesy Klein. And editor is Queasy Raspler. <laughs> Alrighty, part one is the theory of relativity. And Lobo is doing his Lobo stance in front of, you know, one of the dives that he likes to frequent. Uh, and he's saying, sheesh, no wonder they call this place cheese ball. All this raw flesh and me here on business. So he goes inside. Well, tries to go inside. Because he stopped for just a second by a dude saying, hello, sailor, looking for a girl? And he says, right on, Gimpy, but you sure as hell don't fit the bill. And kind of rips him in half. At least rips his arm or leg off, because yeah, that's yeah, his arm, I think, hanging something off, off the bone. <laughs> and then he goes inside, and we see it's a wrestling tournament of some kind. A pretty vicious wrestling tournament, um, because we are introduced to the sensational Testera, Testostera, <laughs> who is uh, battling Hannah the Hussy in her specialty hold. The overhead no-go ter- toe terror. So um, Testostera is standing on Hannah's toes and then is ripping the rest of her apart. <laughs> Ouchie. With a nice yeah. rip. <laughs> yeah, rip. Uh, both of the ladies are um, very muscular. And very naked, almost. (laughs) They have some tiny, teeny, tiny little bikinis, but they're so muscular, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter what they're wearing. Yeah, totally. So the announcer is saying the winner and still cheese balls all in, all comer wrestling champ. I give you the one and only. Testosterone the terrible. And Lobo walks up and says, Blow out your armpit, bow testera, testosterone, nothing. She's Brenda Muffaroni and she's wanted for eating her husband. Raw. Oh, the wrestler says, Oh, the wrestler's got a cute little like pebbles bow in her yeah. <laughs> on her bald head. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Don't call me Brenda. Anyway, it's a dirty, stinking lie. Forensic tests proved I grilled them first. And Lobo just says, yeah, and I'm Little Bo Peep. Go suck bone marrow, Brenda. And she dives for him. I said, don't call me that. And he's just standing there with his cigar saying, Brenda, Brenda, Brenda. <laughs> I feel like that could have been on 90210. Brenda, Brenda, Brenda. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> So he uh, grabs the wrestler, throws her over his head. Whoops, a daisy. Pardon my savage toss. And she goes through the wall. And uh, the audience is kind of, the audience outside, or the people in line anyway, are like, wow, can we get your autograph? And <laughs> Lobo just comes through the hole that he's just made. Stick around, Clyde, and you can have our whole fragging hand. And testosterone gets up. Yeah, I know. So you got lucky, but you're a man, ain't you? 
I ain't met a man yet I can't crush and cook in less than three rounds. And he just says, go for it, Brenda. You can start by chewing on this. And he slams his hook into her. They're just getting right into it. There's like no pretense of story yet. It's just boom, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Uh, He tosses her around. She crashes to the ground. She grabs some poor little schlub that's in the way. (laughs) Her um, muscles, veins are all pop, pop, popping around, I think. (laughs) Yes. Pop, pip, pop, 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 pop. pop. (laughs) Say pop. Yeah. Think you're Mr. Macho, huh? Honey, I ain't even phased. I killed better guys than you with a French kiss. (laughs) And uh, he grabs just some rando character who's around, who then says, help, put me down. Ah, quit your whining. I'm trying to rid your world of one evil bastard here. Geeks at 20 paces, I like your style, babe. On guard. So they each have like a, a geeky spectator in their hand, and they're running towards each other, getting ready to play bash the geek, <laughs> which they do. The geeks don't make it out. Spoilers. <laughs> no, but I love Brenda's, on that last panel, I love Brenda's stance of running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're in full-on cartoon mode here. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Big cartoon eyes. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a cartoon moment. Uh, She says, huh, I didn't even feel it, you chauvinist rat. And he says, you're whistling Dixie, Bren. And then uh, someone says, that was my five-second delayed action special whapperoo. And Brenda appears to be like her spine jumped out of her body (laughs) something's happened to her yeah she's not making it out nice try brenda just goes to prove the old saying though eating men don't make you a tough guy and then we get i know (laughs) end of scene boom but just to ensure that it's the end of scene we get a little lobo what a scamp cartoon So Lobo is taking the role of Charlie Brown. He's running towards the football. Football gets pulled away from him by some unlucky lady. He falls on his back, as Charlie Brown does, gets up and shoots her with his blaster. (laughs) I think that's supposed to be Ramona. (gasps) Oh, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. All righty, so then we get uh, we come back to Ramona's bail bond and unisex salon, which we have seen in previous issues. Uh, and Ramona is answering her phone. Ramona's, how may I help you? Oh, it's you. Did you have any trouble with Big Brenda? Oh, I see. Well, that's why I send you out on the dead or alive. Of course you'll have to bring back her body. We want to be paid, don't we? Actually, you might have a bit of a hassle there. Maybe I should send out a shuttle. Yes, it'll come off your share, but commercial flights can be difficult. All those regulations. No, I don't think they qualify as carry-on luggage. (laughs) Well, you do what you think is best. Bye now. 
and Lobo is saying, of course she qualifies. I can carry her, can't I? <laughs> so apparently Brenda is carry-on luggage. Hmm. What's left of Brenda? <laughs> Most of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ramona's client says, Ramona, dear, you know how I worry about you dealing with that awful Lobo person. Stuff and nonsense, Gretchen. Lobo and I go way back. He's so uncouth and violent. I wake up worrying that today's the day I hear they found your body in some alley. And uh, Ramona is working away on this lady's hair with... um, It looks like a tiny flamethrower or something. Yes. (laughs) Something that she needs a face mask for. Like a yeah, a face mask and propane. Yep. I can take care of myself, says Ramona. Oh, I know, I know. It's just, well, doesn't he strike you as being a little, well, extreme? I'm in an extreme business, Gretchen. And he, uh, her customer says, by the way, where'd you meet him? I met him on Dububy 4. He turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture? Yes, yeah, I see. Oh, I, I, I feel uh, I feel Twisted Sisters version of uh, Leader <laughs> of the Pack coming on. <laughs> I don't know why you say that. <laughs> yes. By the way, where'd um, you meet him? As soon as as soon as you said that, it was the. By the way, where'd you meet him? It's like, oh my gosh, they're getting into Leader of the Pack. <laughs> Alrighty, and we see Lobo. I think the Lobo is kind of like in the bottom panels of each page right now. Kind of, uh, he's visiting a military surplus store. Yeah, Armageddon Eddie's. Armageddon Eddie's. I love that. (laughs) He's come in for a clearance sale. Uh, Lots of bombs and stuff on sale. Ramona, meanwhile, is telling her customers, and that's when I fell for, <laughs> here it comes, Yeah. the leader of the pack. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all past history. Now, I guess. always putting him down. That's down, right. down. <laughs> uh, now, I guess I'm the closest thing he has to a friend. Oh, dear. Hmm. Better to be friends with the devil. You're playing with fire, Ramona. Just make sure you don't get burned. This seems like very heavy foreshadowing. <laughs> Your concern is duly noted, dear. Hmm. Maybe just a dab of styling gel? Oh, not today, Ramona. Last time I was weeks picking out the bone fragments. <laughs> <laughs> and leader of the pack continues to play in the background. <laughs> yeah, folks. when I saw this, I just thought in my head, I'm like, that's the way to do a Lobo movie? A la Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> totally. 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 Do it as a musical, totally. I would I would love to see that. A Lobo musical? Yeah, I would be up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're checking in on the world called Gurney, a small outpost world. It's also pretty cheesy. And there's a little arrow that points to where we are. You are here. And we meet a Giffen character who's got like a big black pompadour and some blue shades he's looking very um he's kind of giving me 
what's his name from five years later? Um, 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 Jan Era Element Lad Roxas. Roxas. He's giving me Roxas vibes. Kind Interesting. of. Uh, a little bit. Uh, not in the way he speaks, though. <laughs> Yo, bro. Times is tough, huh? Uh, beat it. Just leave me alone, will ya? Some, and he's talking to some schlub on the ground. Hey, come on, bro. That ain't nice lighting up. Like, I got the cure for what it is ails ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? And how would you know what's wrong with me? Same thing that's wrong with us all, man. We're social outcasts, lepers, victims to be spat on, discriminated, even outright fragged. Hell, we all got to carry the stigmata, right? All right, go on. I'm listening. And, uh, yeah, when he says stigmata, he kind of, like, lowers his eyeglasses. And we see, like, there's a mark around his eye, I think. Yeah, it's like a black mark. Because you can see uh-huh. sticking up from the sunglasses in the yeah. pa- panels before. Yeah. Looks familiar. Yeah. Black mark around the <laughs> eye. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so we check in with Lobo. Hey, there's a line here, pal. What are you? Some kind of big shot. You can't. Anybody else want to see me stand in line? Har, har, har. <laughs> Lobo's cleaned himself up. He's wearing a trench coat. He's pulled his hair back. He's Sorry, he's like wearing him. a trencher coat. A trencher <laughs> coat, that's totally right. <laughs> he's looking very gentlemanly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the airport attendant says, um, do you have a carry-on? Just that, babe. <laughs> uh, enjoy your flight, sir. Don't be stupid. <laughs> and he gets to the security checkpoint. Now to put Armageddon Eddie to the test. <laughs> Step to one side, ma'am. Empty your pockets, please. And uh, Lobo steps up. Next, keep the line moving there. Um, anything to declare, sir? Weapons, combustible fuels, reactive gases. <laughs> And Lobo walks through, and as he's walking through, everything kind of explodes around him. (laughs) As if, says Lobo. This checkpoint closed owing to explosion. (laughs) Whoops. Clickety-click. Click. There we go. All right, so Lobo is on his uh, little space station there. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a, it's like um, one of those old timey uh, slave ships, except it's going through space with space oars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that's the row, row, row. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Stroke, stroke. All right, cruising at extremely high velocity. Each passenger is entitled to one complimentary drink. Thank you for flying cheese line. What a fragged pain, that Ramona. Can't take my word for it. Gotta see the body. Still, at least the cash ain't bad. Ought to be able to get the old space hog off the disabled list when I get back. Might as well rack up a few Zs. Looks like it's going to be one long, boring flight. Except that 
just at that moment, someone off panel says, okay, this is a hijack. And Lobo's eyes just kind of creak open, and he says, then again. Uh, and we get another cute little, little Lobo cartoon. <laughs> and this time, he's taken on the role of Charlie Brown uh, and the kite-eating tree. So little Lobo's oh, yes. kite is caught in the tree. <laughs> Lobo looks up at the tree, kind of thinks for a second, and then grabs a chainsaw. Oh, right on, Lobo. He took, <laughs> he took your word, word for it. He took your totally, advice. Totally. Totally. That's the best way to get rid of a tree you don't like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no idea Lobo and I had so much in common. Well, there you go. <laughs> right on. All right. So we meet the hijacker who um, has a great blob of blonde hair and... Another. Something going on with his chin, like tentacles. Yeah. It's like kinda. a beard of flesh. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a flesh beard. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. He's also uh, strapped up with lots of dynamite around his chest. Nobody move or I blow up the ship. I'm a desperate man. Tell the captain to set course for Cuba. Cuba. But nobody goes to Cuba. It really bites. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> true. Okay. This isn't a hijack. It's a stick-up. <laughs> and Lobo's just saying, unbefraggingly-able. Give me all your valuables, money, jewelry. And if anybody has a vegetarian meal, I'll have that too. Excuse me, pal, says Lobo. Hurry up. I'm totally mental. I'll kill us all if you give me even a hint of trouble. Come here, Clyde. Me and you should have words, says Lobo. And the hijacker is looking... Suddenly, very nervous, as he says, Gleep, step into my office, why don't you, says Lobo. I'm warning you, I'll detonate. Yeah, right, 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 says Lobo, as he rips off his arm. You want to stop waving that around and give me just a minute here. <laughs> and while the uh, hijacker is screaming, uh, Lobo says, save it, pal, I've heard it all before. Get in there, you dweeb. And he sticks him into the bathroom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little sign says mail. Your timing was off, see? Flush. Mind you, I ain't got nothing against a bit of piracy, flush. It's just that today I don't have time for this kind of crap, flush. No hard feelings, okay? Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> And then we uh, open up on the bathroom, and it is the messiest airplane bathroom you've ever seen. <laughs> it's not just the bathroom. It's covered in blood and stuff. The whole page is covered with, like, black ink everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah. It's been an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> this would only take half as long if they'd build these things with a bigger capacity. No wonder they're always in such a mess. It's always some jerk trying to mess with my timetable. Uh, he takes a quick look in the mirror. Someone's knocking on the door. Or, uh, it's just a little, either a little <laughs> kid or a little alien. Uh, mister, you left this? And it's an arm outside, you know. <laughs> the kid's holding this arm. And Lobo just sighs while the toilet gurgles and flurgles in the background. Give me the bar cart, babe. He says to the wait or the uh, stewardess. 
I can bring you your drink, sir. What would you like? What are you, deaf? I said, give me the cart. <laughs> and back on Gurney, foul deeds are shaping up. Uh, so there's like a little poster of Lobo, and there's a blat as part of the poster explodes, and then a blurt, and another part goes away, and then a pacow, and a kazak. And this replica of Lobo is being blown to bits by a young lady who also has sort of a, a mark on her face. A very distinctive looking hairdo, too. Uh, but we'll check in with her again later. So we get to Ramona's. Yes, satisfied. Mm. Yes, that's Mafaruni, all right. Bit of a mess, isn't she, says Ramona. Had to get her in the bag, didn't I? Sheesh, Ramona, yuck, like you don't trust me. All right, all right. Jeez, I hate it when you give me that look. And Ramona says, you couldn't have timed this better, really. I'm starting to run low on gel. <laughs> Glad to be of service. By the way, a hologram came for you yesterday. It looked official. It's by the console. Hologram. Who the hell would be sending me a hologram? I stiffed my last pen pal for getting over familiar. And Ramona just says, how would I know as she takes uh, Brenda and throws her into the styling gel maker? <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this, says Lobo as he looks at the hologram. Yo, what the guy that brung it look like? Oh, for Pete's sake, will you quit whining and just read the damn thing? I'd rip your fragging tongue out if it wasn't for all time's sake and the occasional dinner or two. <laughs> so what do we got here? Fan club babes with the hots for the main man. Some gimbo with a big cash fight offer. And the hologram is saying, please stand by as he's pressing play. Um, <laughs> and then Lobo says, holy fragaroli, I don't believe it. It's impossible. Some kind of fragga nightmare. Lobo, are you all right, says Ramona. What is it? Was something wrong? Wrong. I'll say it's wrong. I've been fragging drafted. And the hologram says, greetings to whomsoever it may concern, Lobo. You have been fragging drafted. Report to boot camp, boot camp at the Eastern blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And the scene, yeah, the scene ends with another scene of Lil Lobo. <laughs> And Lobo's pet dog is hanging out on top of his doghouse, sleeping on top the way they do. Lobo looks at the dog, gets a little upset, and <laughs> by the end of the cartoon, the dog is being roasted over a spit roast. Barbecue style. <laughs> Poor Snoopy, man. <laughs> Who knew Charlie Brown had such rage issues? <laughs> right? Are we surprised? <laughs> I guess not. Hmm. All right, so back on Gurney, the plot thickens. And we got a little arrow pointing to Mr. Sun. <laughs> he's very happy. All right, he's very happy. Relax, man. It'll all be hunky-bunky, says the dude with the uh, pompadour. But what if they don't want me ha like they got a choice i know man we is what we is and they are entering a building that has like one of those little red do not or no 
no somethings allowed and it looks like the slash is going through um lobo's uh, like lobo's little eye symbols are on the poster and they're slashed through so this is like a no lobo's allowed meeting <laughs> that's the problem grab a seat it's just about to start and the lady that we met earlier that was like shooting up the lobo poster is uh running the meeting she says greetings my name is sue sue lemon <laughs> and i'm a lobo bastard <laughs> and everyone in the audience and there's a lot of them they all say <laughs> hi sue <laughs> and she says our ranks continue to swell as more and more of us are found and confirmed already we number more than 200 with no end in sight for too many years we have lived as outcasts pariahs shunned by decent folk over the galaxy but we are finally strong enough strong enough to strike at the root causes of all our troubles tonight our great crusade begins tonight we start out on the path to total deadly vengeance he must pay he will pay and dearly for what he has done to us <laughs> in the audience we've got people saying alan keith <laughs> <laughs> and so, brothers, sisters, others, I say unto you, last page reveal, daddy must frag and die. And we've got a picture of Lobo with his face all crossed out there. Boom, boom, boom. So, there we go. Lobo's been drafted and all of his illegitimate children are coming to get him. This can't be good. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Next issue, how sharper than a fragging serpent's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like awesome. the, uh, the, um, the, the cover on the next one with the Semper Frag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. I love the Giffen art in this. It's, it's so good. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And it's like he was looking at what um, Bisley did in like Lobo's back, all the details we said he was putting in there, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, hold my beer." Yeah, yeah exactly. I can do that. Exactly. I can. Yeah. Do that. I mean, between the numbers or the the multiple times we see the sun, yeah, like on the, on the cover it says high noon, and the sun yeah. sitting there getting stoned, <laughs> <laughs> or when the sun is like nervously looking up from behind a cloud as Sue is shooting at the pictures of Lobo. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of little details going on in here. Yeah. And like the way he lays out the panels are cool. He plays around with the panels and the page layouts and the borders on some page of some panels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's good. It's Absolutely. all grid style, but it's but it's uh he plays around with it for sure. Yeah, and it's neat. Like in this volume, I've just kind of, you know, sort of leafed through. This is the uh, um, Lobo by uh, Giffen and Grant, uh, volume two. And, um, you know, it, there is a lot of different Giffen art styles uh, throughout, as well as other artists. But, you know, the, yeah. the Giffen stuff alone um, is very, um, it's very, it's very diverse in terms of Giffen art. Like we're going to get some of the, the Kirby, um, you know, Kirby Giffen at some point. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty. Yeah, neat. yeah. This was. Yeah, he was doing a lot of experimenting in the nineties. Very late, much. Late eighties, nineties, and then it just kind of. He found his groove, or he found what he likes. <laughs> exactly. He hasn't done exactly. as much experimenting, right? I mean, he has. He's not doing as much of anything right now he's doing more writing than drawing and yeah and um, but 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 the artists that are in this volume include uh um of course giffen um alex horley simon bisley uh henry flint claude saint aubin uh dan de carlo yeah that'll be interesting there's got to be like an Archie pastiche or something. I was going to say, that's an Archie one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so oh, what's I, in there? I'm assuming it's infanticide. What else is in that one? So we've got infanticide. Um, sorry, I'm just going to try and... Uh, it doesn't, unfortunately, have a decent uh, table uh, of contents at the damn. beginning. But but we get all four issues of infanticide. Um, then... Um, no, there's, uh, yeah, there's, um, it's Dan DiCarlo's in the last, it, it, I think, in the fourth issue of, uh, of, oh, no, no, maybe not. Hmm. I think maybe there's a section that he does in, he probably yeah. does a section, yeah. DiCarlo yeah. with uh, inks by Allison Flood, a section in, uh, um, the last issue of, uh, of Infanticide. Oh, okay. Some Never mind then. Well, I guess um, but, was wrong. But, um, but there's, um, yeah, so so it has that stuff, and just, you know, the uh, the page view is awkward. Um, oh. Infanticide, what's this one? Um, something to do with uh, Lobo and his income tax returns? Death and taxes? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Uh, there's rude romance. Um, yeah, so this is maybe maybe death and taxes again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure what else. A uh, lot of stuff. Let let's uh, let's uh, certainly leave it at that. Yeah, uh, I was trying which, to guess which one he did, but you already said it was infanticide. So yeah. Oh, well, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was wondering yeah. the convention special was in there. I was wondering if maybe there was like different. Art styles for like different types of comics. That's why. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Yeah. There and and now th this the convention special is in volume one, so they, like Murray was saying, it's kind of puzzling because it kind of goes back and forth a bit. Yeah, um, I wonder if they were just filling, like going by page counts or something, rather than chronology. Yeah, right? it's yes possible. Doesn't fully matter. I mean, yeah, in the last one he met, you know, we we met Brenda and he started working for her, but really it's kind of like a James Bond thing. It really doesn't matter what order you read these in. It's so true, so true, yeah. Cuz they're just completely separate. Cuz yeah, cuz I mean, Lobo and Fantasy starts in 92, but like Convention Special comes out September of 94 or 93. So yeah. it's got to come out like almost a year later. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, it probably makes sense. It doesn't matter the order, just whatever the page count is. Let's fit something in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably right. It's it's you know it's like eh, we don't have room to do the four issue thing, but we can do these one shots. Yeah, yeah we, can, we, we can fit in two one shots. One shots. Yeah. So there you go. Throw two in there. What's next? <laughs> okay, exactly. 
exactly. Exactly. Perfect. So there we go. The main, man, uh, the main man hooks us up yet again. Um, <laughs> hey, so um, some feedback uh, from uh, from our friend Maurice Walker. Uh, he says, hello, L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D casters. Now that the Arga Prime contract, I mean art, has ended, perhaps Docs will give you all some much-needed R&R. Probably not, unless you call becoming under the thrall of Eclipso a break. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I miss that stuff, guys. But, but, but you know, I, I did have to go through the, uh, the great... Um, um, uh, Eclipso, yada yada. So I feel like I've done my penance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Um, he says, when I read parts of the Arga Prime arc back in 1992, I thought it was a bit long-winded. I was young, naive, and <laughs> not encountered Brian Michael Bendis yet. <laughs> Plus, when I brought uh, the title back. Uh, plus, when I bought the title back then, it was mainly for the Barry Kitson art. In hindsight, and a little more knowledge about Kitson's comic book background, I see the arc in a different light. Perhaps this was Kitson's attempt to do a story arc that structurally mirrored something readers would possibly encounter in 2000 AD. He raises a good point. I think that makes that makes a lot of sense because that was where um, you know, that was also where Kitson came from, too. So True. Oh, yeah. 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 So he says, I have only read a small amount of 2000 AD, so I may be off base. But when you think about it, like Kitson did sort of work in that. And of course, uh, knew, um, you know, had worked with with Grant for a number of years. So maybe it was his way of kind of like, well, I'm going to kind of try to do that sort of storytelling because that's what people who read this story like. Yeah. How- for that matter, it's perhaps what he likes. Um, uh, so he says, switching to the lack of LEGION news. If you are willing, or should I say desperate, to cover current <laughs> news appearances, there is always Lobo. The main man is currently appearing in the Lobo Crush miniseries and has an upcoming Superman versus Lobo mini. It's, it's, yeah. it's the 90s all Very over cool. Totally. Uh, it is a shame that Bendis did not add, or at least as of this as of this message, any of the LEGION cast to his proto uh, Legion team in Justice League. Now I haven't checked that out. I do need to, uh, to huh. take a look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's yeah, it's not bad at all. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see what he's saying about the Argo Prime story. It also when it, listening to you say what he said. Kind of made me think. I'm wondering if Barry Kitson was kind of going with what of what he thought of from like American comics, depending on how much he wrote of them already. Uh, yeah. From like when he would have been reading them maybe in the 70s, because it kind of felt like one of those 70s continued stories they did, like Corvax uh, Saga or Dark Phoenix, where yes. there was the ongoing story, but it wasn't just this story, this thing, and that's it. There was right. I mean, think about like Dark Phoenix. It's Dark Phoenix, but it's also Hellfire Club, and yeah, finding Dazzler, meeting Kitty Pride, or like the uh, the Korvac saga. You know, he sets himself with the Guardians, and they fight Orca, and they fight this person, and it's you know goes back and forth with the main story. And thinking about now, the Arga Prime story is kind of like that. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's almost true. the backdrop to a lot of other little bits and pieces. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's also the whole Captain Comet thing, and there's the, uh, um, the you know, Green Lantern, they work hanging in around. there. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he finishes off by saying, take care and don't let Garen Beck rope you into any menial administrative tasks. Sincerely, <laughs> Mo Walker. Thanks, Mo. That's Thanks, awesome. right on. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's a good point. Like we, you know, again, um, so Kitson, I think his first DC work was that, uh, Legion annual, um, in, uh, the Levitt's run. Um, the one with Colossal Boy on the cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. That came out like around the time of the, uh, conspiracy. Yes. 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 So that was, around them. that was his. That I think that was his first. Uh, from what I remember, uh, Murray, when we talked to him way back when, um, like it's probably like ten years ago now. I know. Uh, I think yeah. I think that was it. Or maybe he did a Batgirl special, didn't he? Around that time too. Yeah. One of the like that was also really early. Earlier, yeah, so either way, very early uh, uh, DC work for him, and um, yeah, so you know, when you when you when you kind of look at it that way, um, again, like you know, that 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 British influence as a British comic artist and as a guy who had worked in that environment, you know, that, that's definitely going to have an influence, and yeah. uh, and like you say, very much that just that sort of old school style of of comic storytelling where it wasn't just stuff that we're going to do in a in a six uh you know in a, a tidy six issue package for the trade um where like you say where we're focused on this and only this uh you know and instead it is uh there's a there's a whole lot of things going on and it's also kind of that levitt's method where uh you know it's like we uh we have the A plot, the B plot, and the C plot, and at, and at some point, the uh, you know we move them forward a little bit at a time, and at some point, the C plot becomes the A plot, and yeah. um, and and you know and that was just you know it was more of an overlapping way of storytelling at the time because they weren't you know they were worried about selling the ongoing comic. There yeah. was no format beyond that and so it was like well we got to keep uh, people coming back because and you know it's like this thing that we that we started we're going to bring that to the fore and there's always something going on that is, that makes it less of a clean break and um whereas now it is all about having the clean break because we want to sell a bunch of uh trades yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's now this story and now this story and now yeah. this one it, exactly and that and that's just you know that is the format dictating the change yeah yeah yeah, yeah. makes, complaint, makes sense. just makes sense it's just what it is it, it, yeah exactly exactly well thanks for the feedback mo and um you folks can have your can hear your name on the big show uh <laughs> simply by sending us a message to legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com uh, you can also leave something on the Facebook page, uh, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And um, other than that, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Excellent. We'll see you mm -hmm. all next. W-E-E-K.
H-A-S-T-A-M-A-N-Y-A-N-A. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I'm sure it's close. No, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it is for us every week, Al. <laughs> well, if that's the case, B-I-X-A-T-I-R-E-W-E-H-E-M-U-Y-A-N. I'm not even going to try. No. No, that is not. truly inspired, though, sir. <laughs> That's like Mixapilekian. <laughs> I don't think that's on Google Translate. Is it?